Let the show begin. Damn, y'all feel it? This is the Finesse Media Podcast, Season 3. Check it out. The number one show focusing on HBCU news. Hey. With guests, entertainment, Ladies and, and surprise co-hosts. You put me in an awkward situation. Now, here is your host, Ken Finesse Media. feedback and uh, join each and every week as we bring you something brand new, man. And so this week, uh, we have a good Vanessa that's coming on, and it's my homegirl by way of L.A., but from Detroit, Michigan, comedian Hope Flood. Can't wait to speak to her ass. Uh, Hope is hilarious. You've seen on Comic View, VT uh, Comic View. You've seen her on Martin Lawrence. Uh, First Amendment tour. Uh, you've seen her in Baby Boy. Uh, she's responsible for many um, other comedians' career. So we're going to talk about all that. But then Hope also keeps shit fly with me uh, and keeping it flying high with high hopes. So that's her new cannabis business. So we'll be talking about that too. So I cannot wait, y'all. But what's up? What y'all been up to in this corona, in this damn pandemic, holding it down for six months, seven months? eight months uh, long. So it's been cool for me. I've been resting. I had enough time to be off. Uh, shout out to those that came uh, to Dallas, Texas, uh, to enjoy the rap party of season two. That was a whole lot of fun. So uh, that was good. And then really this episode, i excited to talk about the sponsors that we have. So this episode is sponsored by Beauty Blends by Jasmine. Check her out. That's Beauty Blends by Jasmine, uh, which is beautyblendsbyjasmine.com. Check her out. Jasmine um, has an array of products, natural products, that's going to help with hair growth. So it's all for your natural hair growth folks out there. Uh, also some shea butter and body butter. So jump on www.beautyblendsbyjasmine.com. Uh, check our page out. Uh, we'll have a link for her Instagram page as well as other ways that you can communicate with the owner herself, Jasmine. And uh, thank you, Jasmine, for being a sponsor of this episode of Finesse Media Podcast Season 3. And just like each and every week, like we did in Season 2, we talked about HBCUs. So for those that's new to the party, welcome. I am an alumni of the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, which is an HBCU which so happens to be the oldest land-grade institution in the state of Arkansas. So I am a proud HBCU alum, and each and every week on Finesse Media Podcast, I highlight HBCU. So this week uh, for the HBCU of the week goes to my alma mater, the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. Let's get into the HBCU of the week. Here we go. 
Historically black colleges and universities commonly called HBCUs are defined by the Higher Education Act of 1965 as any historically black college or university that was established prior to 1964 whose principle was and is the education of black Americans and that is accredited by a nationally recognized accrediting agency or association determined by the Secretary of Education. It's now time for the Finesse Media Podcast, HBCU of the Week. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. Shout out to the Black and Gold. I'm talking about the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, which is the flagship of the Delta. The University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff is the oldest and the second, I should say, I'm sorry, the second oldest public institution in the state of Arkansas. And UAPB, the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff, is a member school of the, the University of Arkansas system and the Third Good Marshall College Fund. So had a good time being a student at the campus of the university. Um, entered the school in 2003 had a great experience there. It's also why I pledged uh, the Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Shout out to my brothers of Phi Beta Sigma. Go, Mile. I see y'all. I hear y'all. I don't really see you or hear you, but I can feel you. And shout out to my brothers of Zeta Phi Beta. But the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff was authorized in 1873 by the Reconstruction Era legislator, the legislator, as the Branch Normal College and opened in 1875 with Joseph Carton Corbin as the principal. It's a historically black college. It was nominally part of the quote-unquote normal department of Arkansas Industrial University, later the Arkansas, or later the University of Arkansas. It was operated separately as part of a compromise to get a college, to get a college, to get a college for black students. As the state maintained racial segregation well into the 20th century, it later was designated as a land-grade college under the 20th century. It later was designated as a land-grade college under the 1890 federal amendments to the Moral Land Grant Act. I am totally messing up my University of Arkansas and Pine Bluff still, man. But just know that the University of Arkansas and Pine Bluff, uh, aquaculture has $167 million um, in its industry alone, and it's approximately worth one point two billion dollars. So, man, shout out to the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. I'm going to always talk about this school, so even though I messed it up and just butchered the entire um, description here, it's my alma mater, and you're going to learn about it each and every week here on Finesse Media. But if you want your HBCU to be spotlighted, hit us up, finessemediapodcast at gmail.com. Let me know your HBCU that you attended, and we want you to come on the show and talk to us about your experience at that university. So can't wait. Can't wait to see what HBCUs that we have coming on and uh, listen to those experiences because we share some of the same experiences. If you've been to an HBCU, you know Wednesdays is good chicken Wednesdays. If you've been to it, you know that Fridays is Catfish Friday. So I love uh, being alumni from the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. So let's bring it back up and uh, let's get ready uh, for a segment that we talk about um, each, each week as well. So 
something I want to talk to you all about. It's a segment that we was doing last season, but we'll pick it back up this season. It's called What the Fuck News, and I think everybody will probably go. I agree with you on this one. So it's time for What the Fuck News. Here we go. Turn on the news and hear about the same old boring stories, shootings, and high-speed police chases. Not here. We cover the real news, news that make you say, what the fuck? So get ready for What the Fuck News. All right. Yeah, I watched it. I don't want to call it a debate because I don't know what the fuck that was. Um, but did you see the two people on stage fighting, arguing? I'm talking about Donald uh, Trump and Joe Biden debate last night. What the f- was that? What the fuck was that? Like, looking at the debate, uh, I think you couldn't decipher if one was more intelligent or if more had more or better decorum than the other, which we know Donald Trump has none. But Joe Biden, I think, jumped in the ring if you will, with Donald Trump last night, and he just totally fucked it all up. Like, in my opinion, he just allowed Donald Trump to just take him all the way in. So it was a shit show. I think we got three more of these to watch, but at home and all at the TV, I was screaming, what the fuck, what the fuck? These are the two people. These are our choices? Like, are you kidding me? These are our only choices. And so I know in past uh, runnings, Hillary and um the guy in the White House, it was the same thing. Two of the same evils. Like, who do you choose? But in this case, it was really bad. The debate just went totally left from the beginning. And the moderator, um, he had no control. So I've seen memes where people said Samuel Jackson should have been the person and had control over each candidate, which would have been totally fine. I could see Samuel Jackson saying, motherfucker, I said two minutes. <laughs> so I could definitely see uh, that being the case uh, if Samuel Jackson was the moderator. So I don't know. It made me go what the fuck. So if y'all got some what the fucks too, hit us up for Nets Media Podcast at gmail.com. Send me some stories that we can do weekly that make you go or that made you go what the fuck. So what a crazy thing that is. Hope Flood, I can't wait to talk to Hope Flood, and I think it's almost that time. I think Hope Flood is ready to be spoken with, y'all. So listen, sit back, relax, enjoy this interview that's coming up with the hilarious comedian Hope Flood, my girl from the Midwest, but she's holding it down out there in L.A. She's one of my favorite comics, someone I watched for many years, so I cannot wait to speak with Hope Flood. We'll be right back with Hope Flood. We'll take a music break, y'all, and we'll be back not only with something brand new, but with our first guest, Hope Flood. And if you're listening, keep on listening. But you also can watch this interview as well, finessemediagroup.com, if this is where you're listening to the interview at. But if not, go to finessemedia.com, and you can watch the interview or check us out on our YouTube page, Finesse Media Podcast. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube page so you can watch each and every interview, each and every Wednesday night at 6 o'clock Central Standard Time. We're back, Season 3. I am so excited to be back and living in the space of the virtual space. (laughs) So we'll be back with something brand new. Hope Flood, I'll see you, man, in a second.
That's what we say. Thank you, 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 thank you. Finesse Media Podcast Season Three. We are back. I cannot wait. I am looking at my guest for tonight. She is so wonderful with her lipstick on. We'll be talking about her lip gloss line. Uh, Hope Lips with two S's. So man, listen. It's been a fun, fun time to be off. But it's time to get back to business. And so without further ado, I'd like to welcome you to the Finesse Media Podcast, our first guest for this evening, the legendary, the hilarious actress, Hope, let me say comedian, Hope Flood. So clap it up, make some noise, sit back, enjoy some hilarious talk, because what we're about to talk about is going to be some real stuff. And I can't wait for y'all to experience it. So I'll see you next week, but enjoy this interview. Hope Flood, girl, what's the damn deal? What have you been up to? I ain't talked to you in a minute. Everybody, man, Hope Flood. uh, To introduce y'all, for those who already can see us, you already can see who's in the building with me today, joining on Finesse Media Podcast Season 3, none other than the comedian extraordinaire, legendary Hope Flood in the building. What's up, Hope? (laughs) Hey, Ken, how are you, man? I'm very well. Give me a second. I want to put my picture up for those that you can see, man. Hope is a legend. Yeah, Finesse Media Podcast Season 3. So we got Hope in the building. Hope, how you been? I've been okay, you know, trying to stay Rona free. (laughs) You know, stay safe and alive. I know. How about you? I've been very well, Hope. Uh, as, as mentioned uh, before you came on, I was telling the uh, the listeners that the first time I met you, Hope, and you may not remember this, you meet a lot of different people. So again, thank you for taking the time to uh, join the podcast. But the first time I met you was in, in Chicago uh, with Buff Bay Lucas. Do you remember Buff Bay? Of course you do. Where she of course. Buff Bay Where Lucas. Is Buff? Where is Buff at? Buff in Chicago still. Oh, she was on her way, then she met some new dude, they were doing prepaid legal selling, no need to use and then she just went away and got, I was like, you know, that happens to us as female comedians all the time. We get pregnant, got to raise our kids, and, and we just fall by the wayside and never really recover. Yeah, Buff Bay is doing her thing. She has a podcast. You know she's a twin, so uh, her and her twin yeah. sister, Dalila. They're doing their podcast um, in Chicago. They so, are, when I say identical, she said they are like one in one million where they are identical, where their fingerprint and DNA is <laughs> the same. So yeah. one could commit a crime and they would say it was the other one because that's how I said, really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. 
That's what's up. No, Buff Bay, shout out to you, Buff Bay. She's a listener. She yeah, actually shout out to Buff. I love Buff. Yeah, but Hope, uh, Hope you've been uh, so I met you uh, doing something in the in the uh, salon just to kind of circle back on that story. And it was like a relationship topic okay. stuff. And you talk shit about some Virgos too, but okay. Cheap motherfuckers. And so- <laughs> Cheap, cheap for no reason. Cheap. We we just gotta make sure that we don't spend fruitlessly and just we just can't make sure we spend on anything. Okay, that's cheap. <laughs> but you're staying good and fabulous. Hope again, good to see you. And you're working on a couple of different things. I want to start right where we know you from the comic uh, realm and circle. So the uh, comic rock convention, CEO of that. Tell us about that. What are you working on with that? Well, you know, the corona killed it. We usually do it every April, at the end of April. And so I have been trying to, after the corona came and they shut down all the clubs in L.A. and they shut it down, I had to push it back. I was going to do it in August. And we're still not open, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as clubs and stuff. The restaurants are open, but as far as clubs and going out at night and stuff, we're still shut down Yeah. and everything. So that's, you know, so I'll just have to do it next April. But basically, the Comics Rock Convention is something I came up with uh, that God dropped in my spirit to educate uh, young comedians, aspiring comedians, veteran comedians, intermediate comedians about the business of comedy mm-hmm. and that it is a business. Um, getting on stage is, we got that. You know how to be funny and that's half the battle. But do you know the business? Do you know how to sign a contract? Do you know how to negotiate getting your own room? Do you know how, do you know that you have other talents inside of you and comedy is just not your only talent? You know, like Buff used to come, and now she's doing radio. And, you know, I have people doing all kinds of stuff now. They're doing uh, 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 walk-on parts on shows and things just from coming to the Comics Rock Convention. So this was our eighth year doing it, eighth or ninth year doing it. And, and at first I started it for females because I felt we were so behind the men. And then the men started threatening me and calling me and talking about, we're going to put on a dress and a wig, and, and we coming. I'm like, don't hide behind the conviction. Use that as an excuse to put on a dress and a wig and some heels, if that's what you do. And so I, bre- I rebranded it in 2013 and named it the Comics Rock Convention. And, um, and, it, and, and it has, it's, it's amazing. Comics come from all over the country for workshops and seminars, and they get to showcase at LA's Main Street Comedy Club, which is important because you can't walk into an L.A. club and get on stage. Mm-hmm. They're not allowing it. And so somebody has to recommend you or, or walk you in the door. And so, so just for them to have that opportunity and to be able to meet other amazing comedians, that they're, they're, these friendships are formed and bonds are made that now you know somebody in Atlanta and Detroit and Chicago and you can go to all of those cities and perform places you've never been before. And that, that was my goal with it. And um, I've achieved that. And so now I'm just waiting on next year to really do it bigger and better. Yeah, because I remember when um, Buff and I was working together in Chicago, she'll be like, Ken, I'm going to L.A. And it's a weekend thing. So you wouldn't just do this workshop for a day or so. It would be for a weekend and they'll have brunch. And I've seen the pictures with you ladies went all white. It was a fun time. Well, it's still a fun time, but I'm glad you include the guys in it now. Yeah, I mean, we have 30 workshops and seminars because there's so much to learn about the business, you know, and, and that's why it was a week long. People are like, I can't stay in L.A. a week, and I can't afford to come. I was like, you know, you can't afford not to come. And it's an investment in your career, just like any other investment. Mm-hmm. People think that when actors get up there and act, you think 
when um, uh, Forrest Whitaker plays TV on me, he had to go to a dialogue. know that, you know, whatever. And these people take continuously, continuous workshops. They have acting coaches and stuff. And the same thing with comedy, you know, whatever. So they learned that coming, you know, whatever, and coming continuously. And they're like, oh, some of the classes are the same. Well, if you haven't applied it, then you still need it, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. So, you know, it, it's really a great event. It's really yeah, rewarding. And and people are overwhelmed and they cry. They don't want to leave. They don't want to go. <laughs> and I try to keep it reasonable, you know, so people can come. L.A. is expensive, mm-hmm. you know, and after a couple of days, it, it's expensive. I teach them how to bunk, bunk up with a couple of, you know, people in the room. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be in the room. You're going to have enough time to shit, shower, shine, and get ready for the next event. And they <laughs> realize that, you know, by coming. And it's fast-paced and it's a lot of fun you know, whatever. So I'm looking forward to doing it again next year. Yeah, that's that's definitely going to be something to look out for, y'all. Uh, like I say, um, males and female comics, so excited about that. So how are you dealing uh, during this time for the corona? I had Lunell on last season. Her ass talked so much shit, and we were at the top of the corona, so she wasn't even letting folks in the house. <laughs> so how are you managing with the corona whole being creative? I Look, I see you kicking it with Lunell, so I know you're still having a good time at the barbecue, and you're still creative. But how are you dealing with all of this shit during this corona? Yeah, I make her I make her invite me. She don't never want to invite me. I make her. I'm like, if you don't let me up in there, I'm going to do a drive-by. She live in the hood. So I'm like, bitch, I'll do a drive-by over there. And so, so she's like, all right, bitch, you can come. Or whatever. And mm-hmm. then I'll be the lights of the party. They're like, you come up. I said, I am the motherfucking backyard. <laughs> I am the motherfucking party. And so whatever. And I bring all my edibles. and, and we, we don't talk about like, that. Oh, my God. <laughs> And everything, and uh, Lamel's my bestie, and stuff. So we travel on the road together, you know, whatever. But yeah, at, at the top of it, we were like, "Can it's been it's been a trip because people don't realize that." Yeah, this we make people laugh, and comedy is it's really for us. <laughs> we do it. To, y'all think it's for y'all, but it's for us, and it's our therapy. Mm-hmm. So just imagine not being able to go to therapy. For five or six months or seven months or something like that, you know, you 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 become very very um, disenchanted and very stir crazy. Mm. You know, I see a lot of comedians now on social media, and I'm like, that nigga ain't gonna make it. <laughs> he is spiraling. That nigga ain't gonna make it or whatever. He don't get on the stage because we love the love of the fans mm. and being out and the pictures and autographs and just making people laugh and getting love. You know, to be at home by yourself, a lot of people don't like themselves right. or whatever. So they they like, oh, why? And they don't like their spouse. They don't like their kids. They have realized, you know, I live alone. Lunell lives alone. So we, we okay. I'm good with me. We mm-hmm. spend a lot of time on the road in hotels, you know, by ourselves and stuff. So I'm good. I don't travel with an entourage of people or nothing like that. So I'm good, mm-hmm. you know. But the average person, that's not, you know, they're not cool with it and stuff. But I have been working my other businesses and stuff. So um, and then I, I went on a road about a month ago to Dallas. I was going to mention, station. I uh, didn't catch you out there. I believe you were at Arlington. And uh, I didn't catch you. And I, didn't, I guess I didn't even know you were in town. But I saw that you were in, in Dallas. And that's some place that you also been. So let's talk about that. In 2004, you was in Dallas. BJ and the morning. So I'm in Dallas, Texas right now, too, by the way. Oh, wow. I love Dallas. Dallas is truly really my third home because I grew up in Michigan. I moved to California 
Los Angeles when I was sick, mm-hmm. and then I had never moved anywhere for a long term. I said in Dallas seven years or whatever. So Dallas was like my third home, and Atlanta's like my fourth home. I'm in, I'm in like the witness protection program or some shit or whatever. <laughs> and then and then I moved back home in 2012, back to LA, mm-hmm. and this is where I've been and stuff. But yeah, I, I, I was on the radio. We took the station from a point zero nine to a two point four in less than two years. And that's unheard of in radio, mm-hmm. you know. And the only reason we're not on it anymore is because of the, we got caught up in all the syndication with mm-hmm. Steve Harvey and Tom mm-hmm. and Ricky. Yeah. Otherwise, we would still be on the air. You know, we, we really had a good run, and it was well. And I, I, I didn't know I knew how to do radio mm-hmm. until I did radio. And I was like, shit, I'm going to do radio, <laughs> you know, whatever. And I had a team that I worked with that really allowed me to be me. Mm-hmm. And really allowed me to say whatever I wanted to say. And the owner, Hyman Child, he was like, even if we get sued, help, I got 12 lawyers. Don't worry about it. Just be you. It's <laughs> okay. So we had an FCC on our ass or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they allowed me to, to just be me. And yeah. um, it was amazing. Um, at first, it started off a little rocky because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very open and liberal. Very and, honest. Yeah. And then and transparent. And then coming to the Bible Belt. Mm-hmm. When people are like, eh. and my coworker's first question was when we got on the air was, Hope, would you sleep with somebody on the first date? I was like, yeah, because I need to know what they're working with. <laughs> oh my God, all these women called the station, talking about this ain't California, we don't do that here. Mm-hmm. And this and that, and one lady called said, they're a damn lie. Okay? <laughs> they're a damn lie. You and know, said, Dallas is one of those places that. where it's, it's a melting pot. You have some conservatives, but then you have some very you know strong left liberals. So. Uh, I'm from Chicago. So there's a so lot of you, new people. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So there's a lot of transplants in Dallas now because mm-hmm. a lot of people from California moved there because yeah. it's so cheap, the housing and stuff. But when I got down there and I bought a house, and I, I was like, I was looking around the house. I called all my friends in LA. I said, y'all better get down to buy some shit before they figure this shit out, okay? No, seriously. And, That's what my yeah. cousin, I had a cousin who actually moved this early, earlier part of this year from LA, and she not only hoped got a house, but the chick got a uh, well, she's a landlord. She got a four uh, a sub uh, unit, four uh, apartments, and uh, maybe I'm telling all the business. People don't know who she is, but I mean, she came and really finessed the game. And I just want to keep, you know, with that finesse in the game. Uh, Hope you have finessed the game for so so many years. I remember growing up watching you on Comic View, and this, that's why I say it's like crazy to be interviewing you now because I remember watching you on Comic View holding it down as one of the powerful females, also having your own set there. But I said, this woman is kicking ass, taking names, and telling jokes with a suit. I had never seen a comedian uh, that was on stage telling jokes in a suit and with a fire-ass, blind, you know, situation going on up top, man. Hope I loved you so much. I still love you now. But that's when I first saw you. Like I say now, full circle to have you on. So comment view. That's where you, I saw you start. I know your career maybe goes back before then, but on Comic View, do you ever want it to to say to BET, damn, why don't y'all get your shit together and get a Comic View reunion with all the greats and No, fuck no. them. No. <laughs> they treated us so bad. They treated us so bad. They gave us $150 for eight years. We never got any residual money or whatever. We had to fight them, you know, to get the money up after years and years and years of giving us $150, key medias would come from all over the world and they would they, they, they spend their whole rent money. They wouldn't even put them up in a place to stay or give them a per diem or, or anything or, or, or a hotel room. 
and half of them niggas stayed at my house, you know, whatever. And so, um, no, they, and then, and, and when we realized how we were supposed to be treated mm-hmm. was when we went to do Def Jam and Def Jam flew us in, put us up at the hotel, picked us up in limos, gave us clothes to wear, gave us a per diem every day. You had your own assistant pretty much and they treated us well. We went back and were like, shit, we, you know, when you know better, you do better. Right. And we were like, oh, we're not having this shit from you motherfuckers no more. And so, so um, unless they, you know, Tommy View was the number one rated show on BET. Yes, it was. And, and 40 million people watched Tommy View every single day. And so for them to say we didn't have the money or this and that to really pay us what we were worth or for us to not get a residual, they never managed people out of it. They never did a BET Tommy View tour. They just didn't manage it right, and they didn't they didn't respect comedians. But I will say to their credit, they did make a lot of stars. Comic View made a lot of stars. They they put a lot of people on and gave us a lot of exposure for us to travel all over the world and sell out venues and things like that. So you know, it's almost like mm, you know, it's the good over here. Here's the right. pros, here's the cons, and stuff or whatever. And so you just roll with the punches and parlay it into what you needed to. And a lot of people did. Some more and Arnest J and Earthquake and Cheryl and, and all of the people, Jamario and Chucky Chucky, all the people who had a good run would have never had that exposure mm-hmm. had it not been for Comic View. So, so we're grateful for them for that only. Well, let's keep it popping, moving. <laughs> let's keep it my popping and moving and getting past DET. Uh, enough, enough of that because, again, hope you got a lot of stuff that we want to talk about, what you're doing. So keeping it popping with your lip gloss. What's going on with that? Because you pop it on the screen now. So what's up with this? <laughs> what's popping with your new lip, lip gloss lip line? Glitter. My lip glitter is called Hope Lip. And yeah. they can go to Hope Lip with two S's. H-O-P-E-L-I-P-S-S dot com and order it. And just one day I had some lip glitter I had bought and I wore it on stage. And about 10 women came up to me and asked me, where'd you get that from? And it was me and Lunell were on tour together. And she said, I think you should get some of that and sell it. And so I started researching it and stuff, and I found the company that wholesaled it and sold, sold it in bulk, and I got a name for it and everything, and I, I sell it on the road. I have, uh, I think it's 15 different uh, colors. I have one after my good girlfriend, Lunell. It's called Hey Lunell. I have a hope. I have a my other good good girlfriend, he, she, we, from your, your shy town friend who just was nominated for an Emmy for his uh, performance with uh, She Ready, uh, Flame Monroe. I have one called Flame. Shout out to Flame. I have one called your homeboy from Chi-Town. I got one called Barack. I got Idris. I got, so I named them all these names and stuff or whatever, so they can, it's just fun. That's and it's a lip glitter. It's not lipstick. Later, you put it on top of lipstick. That's and you're popping. That's what's up. So can you, and this is another good segue, so can you wear this lip gloss and, and pop it when you indulge in some of this cannabis stuff that you got going on? Because this line is crazy. Hi-ho.biz. Check it out. I'll put it out there already because I'm sure she can tell you a lot more about it. But what the hell is going on with that line? I'm in Dallas, Texas. We're not legal here, but we would love to try it. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying, oh, listen, what's going on with that shit? I've seen the edible blunt. What yeah. is up with that? The edible blunt is something new on the line. It is a cannabis-infused, uh, infused and medicated means the same thing. So it's TH-infused and medicated, Tootsie Roll, melted down, and then mm. on the inside, that's a white crispy, a medicated 
Rice Krispie nugget, and then it's rolled into a blunt, and it's like 500 milligrams of heaven. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. I've seen it and on your page and, and so many other things on your website, too. Again, highhope.biz. We'll put it all in our handle anyway. But, man, so what gave you this idea? I know you're in L.A., so you're surrounded environment affects behavior. But you're surrounded by so many hustles. Well, yeah, you, you know, it's legal. It's legal in L.A. We're the second state to go legal after Denver. Mm-hmm. And then in July of last year, we went recreational. And so that means you can grow nine plants at your house if you want to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And so um, I got into this business when I moved back home in 2012. My son smoked so much goddamn weed. I was like, shit, I got to figure out a way to capitalize on this. <laughs> and right. so this is me and I business. This is our family business together okay. and um, and so I'm teaching him about being a businessman being his own entrepreneur with something that he loves and he's passionate about which is weed and, and, and cultivating weed and smoking and you know he's an amazing rapper and stuff so that's a part of that culture mm-hmm. you know whatever and so I got into it and basically I got into it by going to the dispensary and buying brownies and selling them and stuff and then I, I and so now here we are a hundred 60 products later, mm. you know, eight years later, and most of the things I make myself, I do, I make weed juice, I make uh, brownies, cookies, I make everything fresh, so when you order it, you get it right, you know, you, it's made to order, and um, the gummies and everything, people love to, you know, uh, with, especially with this pandemic going on, yeah. a lot of people are home, their anxiety is high, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, so it really have taken off since then mm-hmm. you know and so I um it's, it's, it's a great business and stuff because I'm, I want to heal people I want people to be educated mm-hmm. on the benefits of cannabis and CBD mm-hmm. and that it is a healer and that it is not drugs prescription mm-hmm. drugs is both mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. it'll never heal you it is putting a band-aid on a that's right. No, it's will you. It's been around a hundred thousand years. God used it. Jesus used it in the in the Bible days to heal people. It was called cannabosium or strange plant or flax. So it's been around. This is not new. Um, and so, you know, different strains have different effects, do different things. Then there's C B D, which stands for cannabis oil, and that doesn't have THC in it, but it does have a healing effect. And it deals with all your anxiety, your pain, your PTSD, your, your, your trauma, all your trauma, your molestation, your rape, your car accident. And that's what CBD does. And um, so it's just one of those things and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I love doing this business. I love uh, the healing effects. I love people say your, your product uh, stopped my pain. I was mm-hmm. able to go to sleep or, or you know, I was able to heal with it and things like that. And the way my doctor telling people to not take their medication, but what I'm saying eventually it's preventative enough where you could get off medication eventually. And I studied breathe this stuff every single day mm-hmm. and I learned new things about this plant, you know, every day that I implement in my business. I'm getting ready to start growing. This is my last this is the last com- last piece of my business is to become the first black female comedian grower mm. and have my own train and stuff so that's on down the line well we're gonna be back in uh and watching uh all of that and then like i say i mean making folks laugh uh hope is what you've done uh and then now serving the community by giving folks a way of being calm and still uh through cannabis but through philanthropy too because we we know you again as the comic and somebody that's really 
you know, just funny and around the way girl and really super natural uh, and honest, right? But being a, being a philanthropist and being someone in the community is certainly something that you do well. And I want to talk about the SOY, the Saving Our Youth uh, program. Talk to our listeners about that program and what you do with that foundation. You know, um, I was I was violated and molested as a child, and so it when my friend who brought it to me that he was doing that, I was like, I need to be involved. I want to be, you know, one of the spokespersons for that, and um, and so it was very he was very, very passionate about it, and I really helped him get it to the next level and build the site. And then he died. He mm-hmm. died this year. He's a fellow comedian and friend and he died. And I don't know who's running it now or anything. I think they're still just trying to get over him dying in his sleep and stuff. But I, I think that with technology and how close kids are to their parents and stuff now, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand why this is still happening. I don't understand why kids are not coming forward and being more vocal about being violated. Mm-hmm. And, not, and, and really parents knowing what the signs are, you know, of having a brochure. They have one about domestic violence. And we, I didn't know what domestic violence was until I saw a brochure on domestic violence. And I was like, oh, he just wants to spend time with me. And, and stuff. He doesn't want me around my friends. He's trying to protect me. He's all, he thinks my family is crazy and stuff. All of that is abuse, you know, whatever. And we don't know that at the time. We don't know what that is, you know. Um, and so we, we don't know that your uncle wants you to sit on his lap all the time. That's inappropriate. Or him want to bring you candy or take you to the or making in, inappropriate comments like, girl, you getting big. Look how you growing. We know what you mean. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With it and stuff. And we don't, we didn't know that and everything, and it's been going on way, way too long, and so, it, and it, it's harder for, and, and what I did was, I broke that generational curse, because I don't molest, my son doesn't molest, I've always protected him, when he wanted to go to somebody's house, you know, I always went over there, see who lived there, what they talking about, is there a crackhead cousin, what the fuck y'all doing over there, who was that? Yeah, I I want to see the mama, and she, you know, (laughs) what's her thing? Because a lot of men's first encounter with women and sex is through uh, an older babysitter Mm -hmm. or somebody's, you know, one of his friends' mamas or something like that. And boys don't heal the same way and get over it the same like girls do. Somehow women and girls know how to bounce back better, and I don't know if that comes from slavery or whatever, or or just our resilience and, and things like that. So it's just something that's very, very dear to my heart. And when I see these signs, like I tell people all the time, if you take your kids to somebody's house and they scream bloody murder and don't want to be over there, something is going yeah, on there. Definitely, definitely. Something is happening. And so that's what made me get involved in it and stuff. And I have, I, I'm going to pick back up, pick it back up again, you know, but my friend who started it, he's a comedian, uh, Belly Bell, we call him out of Oklahoma City. He passed away earlier this year, and not for oh, Corona, he just died in the city. And so I, it's really probably on pause right now. So, yeah, it's very dear to my heart. Well, definitely. I hope I just wanted to spotlight that because, again, you, you see the you see the person, but a lot of times we're doing, you know, as, as artists and entertainers, you're doing so many different things behind the scenes that not even for nothing, the media wanting to spotlight. So some negative shit, quick. They'll put hope on Shade Room real quick, but it's something positive they won't spotlight that. So 
on this podcast, just as I, as, as I wrap up, we always talk to people uh, hope, hope that's finessing the game. As I mentioned, your peer, Lunel, as we know, is in finessing the game. So you are now Finesse of the Finesse Media Podcast, and that means that that person is okay. that means that person is really uh, operating in the highest level of their craft. And so again, I thank you for joining on um, this podcast and this episode. But before I let you go, tell me who is your Finesse? Who is somebody who you look to? And we ask all of our guests this: Who's your Finesse? So not necessarily somebody you em, you you know emulate or try to model after, but just somebody you say, yeah, that person's Finesse in the game, and they have been continuously uh, finessing the game. Who is that person for Hope Blood? You know, I, 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 my girl, I have a few. Flay Monroe, Tiffany Haddish, Lunell inspires me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm on that Niecy Nash shit. I like how Niecy <laughs> did what she did and, and came out and everything and, you know, and, 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 and so I'm, I'm inspired by boss bitches. Mm-hmm. I love women who are about their business and about their game and, and on their hustle and everything, and they look good doing it, and they're not afraid to be vocal about things that, issues and things that are wrong, you know, this Black Lives Matter and all this stuff that's going on, you know, whatever, you know, the, 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 the way they're killing us and doing stuff to us and stuff, we just got to be aware and stuff, but I, I, you know, I have my people, um, you know, I, I, I look up to my son, I think he's an amazing person, I think I raised a, a really good kid, I've seen what I want him to be, but he's showing what he could be, you know, and so, mm-hmm. and I know he fights every day you know, to be a good person as a black man living in America, living in California, and I tell him to stay out of harm's way. So I, I, I you know, I'm, 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 I'm blessed and, and, and proud of him, you know, for staying out of gangs, off drugs, and, you know, out of jail and things like that. Well, you know, he had no choice because I invented, put your knee on a nigga neck. I invented that, okay? <laughs> I'm still on his neck. He's 34, and I'm still on his neck, you know, and I told him to the day I die, I'm still be your mama, and I'm still tell you what is right and if I see you doing wrong it is my job to try to steer you in the right direction now whether you listen to it or apply it that's on you but you can't say you ain't ever been told so you know right. those people inspire me I, you know I have a lot of inspiration around me you know to be a better person and level up and, and set my game up you know whatever and so that's what I do spoken like a true cancer Yes, can't fear it. Can't fear it. <laughs> See, look, my wife a cancer, so I know that cancer talk shit. Let me tell you, straight uh-huh. shooters, which is why I oh, love a cancer. You, you oh. Yeah, yeah. So listen, I, but I love a cancer, though, because you guys talk more shit than a little bit. And um, be honest, though. That's what well, it we is. We got so. a heart of gold. We got a heart of gold. We got your back. Yeah. We, we, we going to elevate you. We going to be there for you. She she probably in the in the in the other room getting coffee and water and doing stuff. <laughs> and to, that's who we are, and you had to marry her because you, if you don't, weeks, so amazing people. We're amazing weeks. people. After two weeks, you knew. Yeah, after two weeks we got married. How long y'all been married? Almost seven years. So, and then no problem, no problem. Well, I mean, you know, you know you're you're almost, you know, you're you're not almost Yeah, you know what? You see, she frugal, but she she'll splurge in a minute. Yeah. You know, she's moody. You know, I'm moody. I learned how to do that, you know, and, and we don't know why we're like this. We don't have a she clue. No, we don't know. We don't know. Some days I just go dark or sometimes, and I, I what I have learned, Ken, is that when I do it or I feel something, I just tell somebody, look, it ain't personal against you. It's just I'm ruled by the sun and the moon and stuff. The wind can blow. 
And I'm like, okay, I, I can't do it right now. I'm, I'm just in a mood. And it's not. And then we snap out and we the life of the party. We are amazing people. Yes. We got your back. We ride with you till the wheels fall off. No. And I know she's an amazing person. I know she is. No, July 13th, she is an amazing person. July 5th, me. Okay, July 5th. Yes, it's me, yeah. Oh, so you turned up on the 4th and the 5th. Yeah, yeah, my mother tried to have me on the 4th. I wouldn't come out. <laughs> so I wouldn't come out, so it is what it is and everything. So, you know, but listen, I, I made 54, and I'm I'm grateful. Get the fuck out of here. You know, when I heard you say you got a 34-year-old, for those that's not watching us, I did a little shock, but okay, Hope, keep keep on lifting, keep on smiling, keep on making me smile, man. That's amazing, man. That's I got you. certainly amazing, Thank Hope. You. Listen, for those that's listening, tell folks how they can keep up with you, Hope, and the projects that you have coming up, and not only the things that you got coming up, the shit that you already got available. So how folks can find it, buy it, and support. Okay, my, my cannabis business, highhope.biz, is that my, my lip glitter, Hope Lips, H-O-P-E-L-I-P-S-S.com. If they just want hopeflood.com, then read about me. Or if they want to hit me on Instagram, it's hope.flood on Instagram, and it's hopeflood on Facebook. So everything hopeflood. Just punch it in. If something going to come up, you're going to find me. I answer all of my inboxes, my DMs, my emails. I answer everything. I'm very, very uh, interactive with my fans and people that want to know about me. I'm very, very interactive with them. So I don't have an assistant answering it or anything like that. You actually talking to me. No, that's 100%, 100%, 100%. 100%. 100%. This is actually yeah, how this happened. Hope was going live. And I say, hey, you all look good at Finesse Media. And she was like, hey, just hit me up. So what she said is 100, yep. man. She hit me right up. Or I hit her right up and she responded right away on the live. People just, hope, 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 hope. She said he's saying, okay, Finesse Media, hit me up, hit me up. So 100, like I say, once again, a cancer, man. Real deal, Holyfield. Ain't no game plan, man. So uh, a straight shooter. Hope no game I plan. Thank we you. don't play no games. Your wife don't play no, your wife don't play no motherfucking games. Y'all got kids. <laughs> I have a two-year-old, four-year-old, and a six-month-old. Yeah. Oh, shit, y'all still doing it. They, we freaky, too. We, we freaky, too. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, y'all, you're listening to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast, Season 3, with the hilarious, legendary Hope Flood. Hope, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thank you. All right. You Again, check us out on thank all of our so social Thank you. I'm sorry, go ahead. I said thank you so much for having me. Definitely, definitely. Hold the line, Hope, man. And again, y'all, again, thank you for joining. This is another episode of Finesse Media Podcast, Season 3. We'll see you next week with something brand new. Thank you, Hope.